When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another video on the West Ham Way YouTube channel. Uh, West Ham one, Crystal Palace one. Uh, Going to be doing a quick uh, post-match review, pretty much as quick as I can do it. I've literally just got back from the game, and uh, let me just start by saying that I'm in a very privileged position uh, in my life as a West Ham fan. Um, you know, I've been able to go to so many home games um, across my life. You know, season ticket holder. Not everybody gets the chance to do that. You know, some people live hours away from the ground and make an absolute trek to get down to the ground. And, you know, not everybody gets that opportunity. Not everybody, you know, I, I, I probably train wise, probably takes me about 40, 50 minutes to get the train down Stratford. Um, so, you know, by no means am I sitting here whining and ungrateful for the fact that I have the opportunity in life to, you know, go watch my football team play in a stadium when, some people dream of that, you know, so for some people that is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, and for me, it could be once every couple of weeks I'm able to do that. So I'm absolutely very, very privileged to be in the position I am to where I can go to games and support my team. But um, at the moment, I just, I don't, I, I have no desire to go to the games. I really don't, you know, I, I, I got up at half five this morning went to work, went straight from work to, to watch the West Ham game. You know, you sit there and you, you traipse through security and then you get in the ground and you pay, you know, 50 quid for a hot dog that, you know, tastes like it was made out of paper mache. And then, you know, you go into the ground, you sit in your seat and, you know, the game starts and the atmosphere is quite flat and you just sort of feel like you're just in a, almost in a cinema, you know, you're just kind of watching the game as a passenger you don't there's no real atmosphere there you don't feel like you're at a proper football game you know I've been to loads of football games across my life and you know going to West Ham it, it doesn't feel like a proper football game you know you feel like you're there as a spectator as opposed to a fan you know we'll talk about that in a second um we score the place should be rocking the place should be jumping um, again, it's yeah, a bit of a flat atmosphere. Then you, you know, queue up half an hour just to try and go for a, a, a wee in the stadium, which, you know, I'm sure is a thing across, you know, all football stadiums. Uh, and then, you know, you, you can see the rest of the game's pretty flat. Then you spend, you know, if you're a West Ham fan, you notice probably about 45 minutes trying to get out the stadium. Um, people with, you know, the, the lollipops trying to stop you from getting on your train just to go home. You're in the cold, you're in the wet. And, um, Honestly, by the end of it, you just think to yourself, you know, why didn't I just stay at home? Why don't I just sit in a nice warm house and stick on Sky? Because, you know, if the game's terrible, the game's terrible. I mean, I will always watch West Ham. I'll never, I'm not saying I don't want to watch them, but, you know, actually going to the game and watching the football at the moment, it's not exciting for me. It's really not. And, you know, I know the results can speak for themselves, but, you know, the performances also speak for themselves. And if you you know, watch those games and, and, and watch it solely 
for the performance, solely for the, the wow and enjoyment factor of football. And you don't watch it for the result and you don't watch it for the, you know, the idea that West Ham will move higher at the table or further in competitions or whatever it is, you know, football's a results-based business, but as a football fan, you know, you want to watch your team do well. You want to watch some exciting football. You want to feel like your players and you want to feel like your, your manager, you know, they want to provide you with exciting entertainment. You want to go into every single week thinking, you know, we can get a job done here. I mean, even Burnley at home yesterday won 5-0 against Sheffield United. They haven't won at home all season and they absolutely just went for him. And uh, at home at Sheffield United, we were quite flat and we only won 2-0. And, you know, it, obviously we can make these comparisons and and, and whatever, but it, it just feels very flat at the moment. And, and the worst part about it all is it shouldn't be. You know, we're, what, I think we're ninth in the league at the moment, which, it, to be honest, is not bad at all when you look at the teams around us. Um, you know, next Thursday, we get a chance to top our group in the Europa League. I mean, like I said, if you look at it from a results-based business, then I think any West Ham fan has to be sitting there saying, why are you moaning? Like, why on earth are you sitting there moaning when, you know, you're ninth in the league? I mean, what more do you want as a West Ham fan? And I'm not going to sit here and try to be arrogant and say that we should be higher in the league or we should be doing better in Europe. But what I will say is when I spend, you know, my time and effort going to a football game, I want to be entertained. I want to watch some good football. I don't want to watch this negative football where, yeah, it's always predictable every single time. I mean, how many games this season have we, you know, scored first and not got the job done? How many games this season have we just switched off and conceded straight after half time? How many games this season have we seen Moyes not make a sub? I mean, he's got Corne, Mubama, you know, Ben Rama on the bench. He chooses four nows in the 88th minute. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm not one for putting Danny Ings on the pitch, but you might as well try something different. You know, you've got an exciting young talent in Mubama who came off the bench and, and made something happen at Burnley. You know, Corne came off the bench and made something happen against Backlet Topler. Um, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just stupid. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it just makes me feel like I should just be sat, you know, be a sofa fan, just sit at home and, and just watch the game or maybe even just flick on BBC Sport and read the match report because going to games at the moment has literally... Just zero interest to me whatsoever. Um, and it's really sad because it and, and I think a lot of West Ham fans share that, you know. And and listen, I will go to every single game. You know, I I will end up being down there for the next home game against Wolves, probably there for the Freiburg game as well, and come away sitting there thinking the same thing. You know, we're all gonna do it, we're all gonna moan about it, and we're still all gonna go. But you know, in terms of the actual review of the game, I mean, Palace are, are not a good size. I mean, if they don't score from our mistake, then I honestly don't think they score that entire game. And that's easy to say after the game because obviously that was their only goal. But I don't think they were creating anything at all. I mean, that Palace side barely created a chance. And listen, in the first 45, I actually thought we had a a good identity to our play. You know, it's very clear what we wanted to do. We wanted to stretch the stretch the width, you know, stretch the fullbacks. Uh, I mean, Sufau at one, uh, most of the game was as high up as, Kudus and Bowen, you know, he was playing on that on off the shoulder of the uh, Crystal Palace defenders, and it, I thought it worked really well. You know, you had this uh, really good overlap and the overload on the on the right hand side, and when that wasn't available, you had Bowen running through the middle off the shoulder of the Crystal Palace defender, and we were able to break down Palace quite easily, um, but we weren't able to really create any true chances. But you know what? I thought to myself, I can see our game plan for once. You know, I can see the identity in the team. I can see what the plan is get it toward Prowse, you know, put it over the top, 
try and overload the right-hand side, you know, use the overlapping run of Soufal so he can just run into the box or just give it to Kudus and allow him to sort of go forward. And the goal, the first goal was very, very well worked and, and used that overload, overloading right-hand side, you know, because you, as a defender, you're watching for that Bowen through ball over the top, but then you also have to watch for the Soufal overlap and then you also have to watch for uh, Kudus. It's very hard to defend. You know, you've got that overload on the right-hand side. It's very, very difficult to defend. And also, you know, you've got, you can switch it and uh, send it to Emerson. And, um, you know, a lot of the time it's quite difficult to deal with these big overhead through balls because they can cut out so many players. So I saw that and I thought, this is good. We can really kick on from this. And then I, I don't know what happened. We just we just came out in the second half and there, there, there was, the, the identity was sort of lost. I don't know if the, if the goal, I mean, you know, you look at the goal, for instance, right? So we're doing what we normally do, playing out from the back, not very quickly. It's just a lackadaisical sloppy pass from Avrapanos and Alvarez made his fair share of them as well. Um, just such a lazy, unintelligent pass from Avrapanos. And I know he had to come into the game late or, or what have you, but there's no excuses for that. And then he, Edward is still, to be fair, in like a one-on-two, one-on-three situation. He, he still has it all to do and he runs through and he scores. Yeah, that's, that's what Palace's one chance early in the half. And what I didn't see from the West Ham players was a bit of galvanisation, you know. Most of them jogged to the halfway line. Uh, we're getting ready for the kickoff. Again, kind of patted Mavropanos on the back. You know, where was the where was the captain? Where was the per- I mean, obviously Suchek is not a candidate captain, but where's the leaders in that team that said, no, listen, let's let's get up now, you know. Let let's go for this. All right. We've conceded a goal. Okay, it's a terrible goal, but let's just go for it now, all right? Let's put it out of our minds and let's let's go for it. You know, we didn't have one single person, you know, riling up the crowd. We didn't have one single person saying, get, you know, all of them just sort of jogged, jogged back to the penalty, uh, to the, the halfway line and just waited to kick off, waiting for everyone to be back in position. Where is the player that's saying, that's not good enough or what are you doing? Get back in position. We have to, we have to make this right now. We have to like go and get this goal. We have to earn back what we already, you know, got ourselves into that position of. And um, that is just a really poor characteristic of West Ham side, in my view. I mean, we just jogged. We just jogged back to the halfway line and just waited to kick off. Where is that player who's grabbing someone by the scruff of the neck and saying, like, what are you doing? You know, let, let, whatever. Let's just make this right. You know, let's, all, let's all get there. You, you know, you get the old like, little clap, but there was no galvanisation. And, you know, you'd have thought, fair enough, early in the first half, maybe uh, second half, sorry, maybe you switched off a bit. Like it happens, especially to us. Um, but, you know, then we just need to kick on from there. For that, the half an hour after that, I mean, it was just empty. It was empty, soulless play. And then, you know, in the last maybe like 10 minutes, we sort of said, oh, do you know what? Let's go for it. I don't think Moyes played for a draw. And I don't think, I, I just think it was the squad in general. They just, they didn't have that like desire and urge to be like, we need to score like now. You know, if we can see, we can see, but we need to score. There, there wasn't that urgency until around like that 83rd minute. Um, and then by then it was too late. And listen, uh, you, you can cast all your, you know, hate at Moyes all you want. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't you can't teach a player not to make a lackadaisical stupid pass like that. I mean, you know, Mavropanos is better than that. He knows better than that. You know, it's like I say, you know, in my job, I can't teach common sense. You know, if you haven't got common sense, I can't help you. You know, if you're not very good at the job and you need a bit of help, you need some teaching. You know, I can help you with that. But if you haven't got common sense, I can't teach you that. And if you're not performing at your job, 
that it's not my fault for being a poor teacher. It's your fault because you don't have common sense. And I think the same can be said in this situation, you know, Bowen missing an absolute sitter. You know, that's not on Moyes. Uh, Mavropanos just, I can't even get my head around it. Do you know what I mean? Like he just, he just turns and just, he doesn't even give a, a look, you know, he, he looks forward and then he doesn't even look back. He just turns around and just passes it. And I, I, I don't get that. You had so much more time on the ball. There's no pressure there. You've got so many different outlets. And, you know, I think when you're in that position anyway, why are you turning backwards? It's just literally zero point to do so. But, you know, David Moyes cannot sit there and, and, and teach a player not to do that because it's, it's common sense. It's, it's the basics. You know, you can't teach someone the basics in football. At this point, you should know the basics. He's not coaching an underage you know, youth team at 15, he's coaching a Premier League side. Like they should, that's the basics. Like you should know that, you know, when you turn, you know, you need to know your surroundings. You just got to be a bit, bit more intelligent. And, you know, he's not getting off scot-free because we're not playing good football at the moment. And, you know, the subs were uninspired and they just didn't make any sense whatsoever. But I can see an element of what we're trying to do. Like I can see that, like I think last season for me with Moyes, you know, there was no identity. There was no style of play. Like, I couldn't tell what we wanted to do every game. You know, we wanted to lump the ball into Antonio and, and just hope something happens. Um, whereas this season, I can I can see an identity. I can see a, a way of playing. It doesn't always come out at West Ham and, and you know, the performances res, uh, like reflect that. However, I can I can see where he's come. I can see where the vision is. I can see that he wants this overload at the right-hand side and he wants to push Sufal really far forward. I mean, this is how he's got so many assists. I can see that He's happy for the ball to be switched to the other side and he wants Paquetta and Emerson to sort of move as one unit up and up the pitch. You, you know, he, want, he wants them to move up up the pitch slowly. Almost like almost like in a weird pivot, uh, Emerson and, Paqu uh, and Paquetta. Move the pitch up a bit slowly, you know, a bit of ticky-tacker passing. And on the right-hand side, it's completely different. It's just, you know, balls to the wall, just bomb forward and, and just hope something happens. I think it's a good, I think it's a good strategy. You know, I think it, it, overloading that right-hand side is very dangerous when you've got Sufau is so good on the overlap now. Kudus, who can work through these little tight areas really effectively. Bowen, who knows where he wants to be. He can run off players really well and has a great strike on him. And having, you know, if I'm a Palace defender and I know I've got an overload coming on this side. So as a centre-back or as a midfielder, I have to shift this way to make sure that, you know, because you've got Ward-Prowse, Kudus, Sufau on that right-hand side and sometimes Suchek as well. You've got a massive overload on that side. So as a Palace defender, I'm thinking, right, I've got to shift over to this overload because otherwise I don't know if he's going to pass here, here, here. If he's going to run in behind. I need someone on Sufau. You know, I can't be on Kudus and Sufau. And to be honest, you need kind of two players to be on Kudus because of how well he can, you know, how strong he is on the ball and how well he, you need to crowd him out. Um, so when I give, when I shift that way a little bit, it then opens up this gap in the middle where Bowen can then exploit that gap, run off the defender and find himself in behind. It, it happened a couple of times today. Uh, and if the pass was better, he probably could have been in a few more times. So I can see the identity. Last season, I couldn't see West Ham's identity. Moyes looked completely out of ideas. But I can see the identity. I can see the vision. I can see where we're going with it. But it's all well and good having that identity and knowing how you want to play. But if you're not executing it for the full 90 minutes, then it's kind of pointless. There's no point coming into the game doing really well, scoring a good goal, getting that lead early on, which is so difficult to do, and then just unravelling, you know, not pushing enough for that second goal, not defending, doing the basics, not having that desire to defend. The only person I saw who put in a crunching tackle was Alvarez. You know, where where were these players who were just absolutely coming in, thumping these Palace players? You know, where's the desire? I just don't, I don't see it. You don't, 
you know, as football players, you need to get a result, but you're also there to entertain the fans and to get the fans going. When the fans are on your side and in full swing, you can make things happen. I mean, the atmosphere of that Arsenal game was brilliant because every time a tackle was made, you know, everyone was cheering. Every time something good happened, everyone was, you know, up in arms. And you had the players putting in these crunching tackles and running up the crowd. Today, none of that, absolutely none of that. There was no desire, you know, they weren't playing to the crowd. They weren't being the gladiators that you're supposed to be when you're playing football. And um, yeah, look, it's, it's just really discouraging because as much as I want to see West Ham do well, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly grateful for not only the position I am in life to watch these games, but the fact that I've had European football for the last three years, which is a total dream as a West Ham fan. Um, we've won a trophy in my lifetime, which is honestly a bucket list thing for me. Like I never thought in my lifetime I'd see West Ham, you know, lift a piece of silverware. But, you know, with all that said and done, the past is the past. You know, as soon as you go on to the next season, you've got the fond memories, but you can't rely on the past. You can't you can't sit there and say, oh, well, we got relegated, but, you know, at least we won last season or did this last season. Like you can't. Football is such a, you know, cutthroat, you know, unforgiving space. And unfortunately, as soon as last season's done, that's it. It's done. You know, as soon as last season's done, you've got to move on and you've got to see what you can do. And um, at the moment, I think we're playing better than last year and I can see the identity Moyes is trying to put into the side. But to us, I think any manager could, could pick up this side and see that we have talent on that right-hand side and, and you could create an overload there. I think any manager can come up with a system like that. You know, Moyes isn't the Deserby, he's not the Guardiola, he's not the guy who's come up with a brand new system. It's just, it really suits our way of playing and um, fair enough, Moyes is using it and, and we're playing a little bit better. But we need a manager who's going to get the best out of our players and at the moment, I just don't think David Moyes is that person. And um, it's almost a shame that, you know, you know when you get that thing in football, right, where you're playing really well, but the results just aren't coming for you. I feel like we're doing the opposite. I feel like the results are coming our way, but we're just not playing well. And it's quite a weird feeling, to be fair, because how can you sit there after a game and moan like I've just moaned when we're in the position we are as West Ham fans? We just, you know, we've won in Europe. We won against Burnley. You know, we won against Forest. Like, we're not, we haven't had bad results. You know, we're not playing well. We haven't had bad results. And football's a results-based business. But I think sometimes maybe if you're a a fan who looks at the scores on, on flash scores and, and looks at opposition in the table or whatever, you'll probably be scratching your head as to why I'm even complaining. But if you're a fan who watches every single game, who, you know, does as much research and as much as passionate as I am about West Ham, then you, you, you sort of sense a bit of naivety that, you know, if you're not if you're playing well, but the results aren't going your way, you know the pendulum will eventually switch. But if you're not playing well and the results are coming your way, then eventually your luck's going to run out. Eventually, you're not going to get that Suchek last minute goal. Eventually, you're not going to get the turn of play and, and what you need. Um, and eventually, we're going to be in a bit of a free fall situation. So look, you know, I don't want to be too negative. I hate being negative, um, and I didn't really want this to turn into much of a rant. But like I say, I'm just so uninspired by West Ham at the moment. Watching us play week in, week out, it's just not encouraging. And I think, you know, Moyes' post-match is very naive and very, you know, I don't really think he gets it a lot of the time. I think he's he's like one of those fans that looks at our league position and looks at what we've achieved and sort of thinks, well, what are you complaining about? Whereas us fans look at the whole picture and the way we're playing and we're not blinded to it. Um, and we can see that it's just not really good enough. So, 
listen, man of the match, Kudus, comfortably for me, best player on the pitch, absolutely brilliant, Mohamed Kudus. Um, may, might even start to overtake overtake Paqueta soon in terms of the talent that we have in this squad. He is unbelievable. You know, he's so good on the ball. Um, he's clinical and he just gets things going for us. He's the driving force in that West Ham side. So i got to say, I think he was really good. Can't really fault Areola for much. I mean, he had pretty much one save to make and he couldn't make it. Good finish, but it's whatever. Um, Defence looked fairly shaky in my eyes. Soufan was really good. I think Walprouse was okay. Uh, Bowen couldn't really get much going, but do you know what? First game back from injury, uh, looked sharp. You know, I think he ran his socks off, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, West Ham won, Crystal Palace won. Uh, I guess we'll just move on to that next game against Freiburg um, at the London Stadium. I think we've got uh, Tottenham in between that. So I think we've got, I think we've got Tottenham in between that. Uh, I mean, that'll be an interesting game with the way Tottenham are playing. But again, if that's a game that we can come to them and beat them on their own game plan, you know, the points are there for the taking. So, you know, hopefully uh, we get a better result. Hopefully, you know, things start to change soon because honestly, at the moment, it just it's very difficult to get excited to watch a West Ham game at the moment. And I think a lot of people are, are finding that. But listen, you know, subscribe to the channel. If you want to hear me do some more ridiculous moany rants, then feel free. Normally I'm a little bit more uh, analytical than that. But you know what? I've been up for probably about 12 hours now and it's only, what, like six o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Uh, I'm tired it wasn't a great game, so unfortunately, it's more of a ranty sort of video than maybe uh, an analysis sort of point of view. But as you can see down below, obviously, it is Christmas, sort of. I think the whole month of December is basically Christmas. And if you want to get involved, you want to, you know, sport a bit of West Ham gear, then um, the new West Ham Way Christmas jumper, which hopefully I'll be getting very soon, um, will be available in our online store. So if you want to look a bit Christmassy, but still look a bit cool, still look like you're a West Ham fan, then you know, you can buy one of those down below. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to turn your notifications on. And, uh, you know, if you want to berate me in the comments or have a conversation with me in the comments or tell me your thoughts on the game, I'm, you know, I really do encourage that. I'd love to hear what you guys think. And, uh, yeah, so I'll see you on the next one. Podcast Network.